Back to Big Les's League, part two of your finals week one review. Uh, we're going to go through the Sharks and the Roosters game, and then obviously the Knights v the Raiders, the last game of finals week one. And then, yes, we'll sort of recap and what next week is going to look like for the finals going into finals week two. Uh, we'll sort of do a little bit of a breakdown of that as well, and, and my tips for those games before the lineups even come out, could change by then. But before the lineups even come out, how how I see this final series going from here, we'll go through a little bit of a deep dive after we review these two games. So the first one, obviously the Sharks v the Roosters. I thought that the Roosters were great in stretches. I thought it was a very scrappy game in in stretches as well. Uh, Roosters losing a few troops, obviously losing Suwali. Losing James, uh, Joseph Manu, sorry. Uh, James Tedesco got put, uh, sent to the Sinbin, sorry, for a professional foul as well. So we're without all three of those guys for sections. Angus Crichton and Sua Wong were your centers uh, at a part of that game as well. Um, obviously, you know, Sam Walker with a big, big tackle that could see him potentially, potentially miss next week, which would be massive for the Sydney Roosters. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of dramas coming out of this game. But more importantly, I mean, we were expecting the Sharks to be a fucking finals team, a grand final team. We thought that they were going to be in and around there at the start of the year, and they get knocked out in finals week one. It was a really scrappy game from the Sharks. It really was. Uh, it felt like it was the Roosters v. Nico Hines at some stages. He was fucking carrying for this side. He really was at some stages in this game. He was really carrying for this side. Look, it was somewhat heroic as well from the Roosters to win this game with less troops on the field. And yeah, they're going to be a bit bruised and battered going into next week. Now, we obviously did a bit of a breakdown of that on my podcast. That podcast came out yesterday and obviously, you know, there have been some changes since then. Since I put out that podcast, Joseph Suwali has been ruled out completely of next week. Since he has had multiple concussions this season, he's automatically been ruled out of next uh, this weekend, Sorry, um, which is massive, absolutely massive for the Roosters. Um, you know, Manu re-aggravated the hamstring injury, which saw him miss a big chunk of time. And you could argue that they did, I guess, you know, rush him back into this side. They needed Manu in there. Uh, he re-aggravated it. And usually hamstring injuries take at least four weeks, um, you know, especially the more severe ones, to fully heal. Um, they rushed him back. They needed him in this side, Manu. And obviously, uh, they suffered the consequences of that. He's definitely going to be out. He's definitely going to be out going into this weekend. And if he's in the side, I mean, that is brave from both Manu and from the Sydney Roosters. Now, there's been a lot of questions around Daniel Tupo. He will not be back probably this season. He won't be back this season unless they win against the Melbourne Storm, which is a big, big if, uh, obviously, without most of their troops. Um so it's going to be a little bit of a different looking side to what people are used to for the Sydney Roosters. There's going to be a few guys coming into the back line. Most likely, 
Uh, I'm most likely Tedesco will be playing. I'm very confident. I'm now more so um, that Tedesco will be playing. So he'll be there. They'll probably push Corey Allen to center and then they'll bring in uh, Jackson Paulo onto the wing. Um, look, I'll... When I posted that post yesterday, I was under the impression that the judiciary were going to be very inconsistent. They were going to look at the scraps. They were going to pick up the scraps and they were going to suspend uh, James Tedesco. I don't think they're going to do that now. I think there was a bit of a stupid little thought process that I went through as well. Um, yeah, so I think that Tedesco will be all right to play. I think it's just going to be a simple shift of Corey Allen to center since he's played there a little bit this season. And then Jackson Paulo onto the wing. Um, Sam Walker is a big if. If Sam Walker's out, I think that Drew Hutchison will go to halfback. Um, and I think that's how the Roosters are going to look. So it's not too bad. It's not as bad as people think it's going to be. Jackson Polo obviously offers a little bit of spark there on the wing for the Roosters and uh, Corey Allen as well. I know he has done well when he has come in and played center for the Roosters as well this season. So not too concerned. They could go for the rogue play and play Cena Smith at halfback and have Drew Hutchison in the centers. But I don't think they're going to go that rogue. I think they're just going to keep things simple. If Sam Walker's out, I think that it's more likely that uh, Drew Hutchison will come in and play halfback and add a bit of a little bit more structure to that halfback role. Uh, Sam Walker was getting it back to a little bit to his rogue ways in that game as well against the Sharks, where he was throwing a few cutout passes that weren't landing. He was doing the Sam Walker stuff that you know a lot of fans were questioning about his game. You know, is he ready for first grade type stuff? Those silly cutout passes, the errors. He is still young. People need to remember that he isn't a 25-year-old, 30-year-old halfback. He is still young. He is still learning his craft. He is going to make mistakes. Um, But yeah, look, I mean, he was starting to sort of get back into those habits after, you know, having a really good past few weeks where he has just been so silky and a lot more structured, uh, you know, than what we're used to seeing from uh, Sam Walker as well. Um, so it was good to see a little bit of flair come out of him. But then again, obviously, um, you know, he needs to get those errors and those cutout passes out of his game unless he knows they're on. And I think the dangerous thing about Sam Walker is he doesn't usually get nervous. He just goes out there and plays footy. Uh, and sometimes that can be a bit of a dangerous thing because he second he doesn't second guess himself and he'll throw that cutout pass even if it's sometimes not on. And it can cause a lot of problems for the Roosters. So, um yeah, look, I think he needs to cut that throwing ridiculous passes if they're not on out of his game and play the really good footy that he was playing, you know, over the past few weeks. He's been playing some great footy, uh, some really, I guess, a little bit more structured football uh, to what we're used to seeing from Sam Walker as well, as I said before. So uh, if he gets back to that next week, if he is playing next week, I think that the Roosters will be a little bit better for it. It was a very, very scrappy game. I will give it that. Obviously, Tom Hazelton was sighted three minutes into the second half for a dangerous tackle that resulted in Billy Smith undergoing a HIA. I mean, again, another guy they had off the field for a little stretch of that game. You know, they really battled the Roosters. They really battled... Um, yeah, look, Hazelton was hospitalized as well after leaving uh, the field early in the second half with an abdominal injury, which was massive for the Sharks as well. He has provided a ton of spark off the bench for them, which was a, it was a pretty decent loss for them, I think, um, off the bench in terms of their, I guess, really strong impact forwards. Um, yeah, look, Roosters were, had a ton of injuries. The Sharks missed 57 tackles on the night compared to the Roosters who missed 36. I think both of those are quite ugly. I think both of those are very ugly, and it goes to show how scrappy this game really was. 
Despite spending 10 minutes in the bin, James Tedesco had a game-high 202 metres uh, from 18 carries. Tedesco had a pretty decent game as well. Unfortunately, that was Wade Graham's last game as well for the Cronulla Sharks. He's had a fantastic career winning a comp at the Cronulla Sharks as well. Um, you know, playing some great footy in the back row over there. Really... Really unfortunate to see him go, but, you know, he had a great, great career and uh, wishing him all the best in the next stage of his life too after football. Um, But, yeah, look, you know, talking on the Sharks, really, really scrappy stuff. At stages it was the Roosters versus Nico Hines, even though the Roosters had most of their spine off the field at one stage of the game. um, it, It did sort of feel like, you know, Nico Hines was really trying to do things on the field, but... The boys just weren't following after him. It was sort of like he was really pushing for and, and trying to get his players involved. He was really emotional after the game um, as well. He was you know, saying how heartbreaking it was to lose um, that one. And, they, you know, they had a lot more potential than it to take a hard, long look at themselves. I think he said in an interview as well um, going into this preseason. Um, but, yeah, look, really unfortunate stuff for the Sharks. Congratulations for them on making finals in the first place, but we did expect them to go a little bit further into finals, uh, especially at the start of the year. We were saying how much of a you know premiership threat they were going to be. Yeah, really unfortunate that they didn't get there. Uh, the Roosters, though, heroic stuff, scrappy football, but heroic stuff from the Roosters to still get the win with a lot of guys coming off the field. Uh, and hopefully, you know, it's going to be a bit more competitive next week I guess um, even with those guys out obviously against the Melbourne Storm hopefully that game is competitive hopefully we don't see a blowout where Melbourne just get really pissed off after that loss to the Broncos and come out and absolutely destroy a really wounded Roosters side Uh, hopefully it is a little bit more competitive let's talk about this game though the Knights v the Raiders to finish off the finals week one um Fuck, it was a very scrappy game. It was a very scrappy game towards the end. Uh, the Knights just did not look like they were going to win that game at a stage. Uh, obviously, the Raiders looked very dominant for a stretch as well. For a big stretch of that game, they looked very, very dominant. Uh, we, you know, I was watching it with the extended family who came over for dinner that night as well. And, um, you know, just watching that game, it was very... Very concerning for Newcastle. Um, you know, uh, we sort of said it in the last uh, preview, uh, review, sorry, um, that in terms of the whole 10-week stretch that we had watched, watched Newcastle, you know, that whole 10-week winning streak, this is probably the worst they've played from that whole winning streak. Um, they were really, really poor for a big section of that game. Obviously, towards the back end of the game, they started to lift. It started to get a little bit more competitive when they started to score those tries. Uh, after that dominant young try, they were just really you know, raring, ready to go, uh, playing some really solid football. But for the first you know, 50 minutes of that game, uh, I'd say from the 20th minute to the 50th minute, uh, Knights were awful, absolutely awful, and the Raiders were on song. They were really on song. Uh, James Schiller getting a double in the first half as well. Trey Mooney barging over for a try. That was such a sick try. Um, obviously, Tom Starling really scared us because we thought that the Raiders were going to come back in this game uh, as well and obviously went to Golden Point. 88 minutes into the game, Kalen Ponga gets a penalty goal after... 
you know, a very, very harsh penalty that the Raiders did give away there. They would have been spewing with themselves after giving away that one. Uh, and Kalen Ponga kicks the winning penalty goal. We thought that, you know, the Raiders were going to be a chance. They didn't really chance their arm after, uh, you know, Kalen Ponga did kick that penalty goal. And that was all she wrote, pretty much. And that was all she wrote after that one. It was a really entertaining game of football. I will give it that. It was a little bit scrappy, but it was very, very entertaining. And, you know, it left me sitting on the edge of my seat for pretty much that whole game as well. Um, you know, credit to the Newcastle Knights for getting the win there. It was a very scrappy win. But they did get it in the end. Dane Gagai was having a Jeremy Crocker until he scored at try. Uh, and then obviously really flared up for them. I tell you what, Jack Whiten must have been fanning for a bit of finals football. He really wanted to taste some finals football after this game against the Knights. And uh, unfortunately, that came in the form of biting Tyson Gamble. That was pretty hectic. I mean, there wasn't much that Jack Whiten could do. There really wasn't much that Jack Whiten could do there. Uh, his head landed in that spot. Probably should have closed his mouth. Uh, but obviously, you know, very unlucky that his mouth got in that position. Went for a bit of a nibble there in the 47th minute. Placed on report. I was very scared that he was going to get sent to the sin bin for the Raiders. That would have been a massive turning point in the game if he did. Um, obviously, Raiders won't be playing next week um, due to being eliminated by the Newcastle Knights late in that game. Fuck, I love finals football when it goes in the golden point. It is so, so entertaining. Um, yeah, Jackson Hastings obviously came off the field as well. That is going to be a big out for Newcastle. Then again, in this whole 10-week winning streak, they've done most of that without Jackson Hastings as well. So if Adam, Adam Clune comes into this side and plays seven for those, you know, for the next two weeks, two or three weeks, depending on how long it takes for Jackson Hastings um, to come back, I don't mind it. I really don't. And I think that Newcastle can be just as dangerous. I obviously really underestimated Adam McClune going up against the Rabbitohs that week. Uh, when I did the preview, I said that the Rabbitohs were going to win that game. How wrong was I? Um, obviously, they came out and blitzed it, and Adam McClune killed it. And great kicking game on him. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, I... I don't mind if Adam Clune comes into this side at seven. I really don't. I think they can be just as dangerous. Kalen Pongham was great with the football in his hands. Uh, it was a bit of a shock as well uh, towards the back end of the game when he had that really nasty head knock. Um, you know, it really got me concerned for Newcastle in their final series. I think that he's going to be okay. He didn't come off the field for a HIA, so I think that he's going to be all right. But that was a really scary point in the game as well. Um, yeah, look, I mean... As I said, Jackson Hastings being out isn't going to concern me, sorry, too much. Um, and I think that, you know, I think they can have a bit of a big turnaround going into uh, this weekend as well. The Newcastle Knights, I think they need one because it, it was quite scrappy. They weren't consistent throughout the entire 80 minutes. I think they need to be consistent throughout the entire 80 minutes going into this weekend against the Warriors. I think they really need to find that consistency. Uh, find that consistency back, I should say, as well. Uh, make it 11 straight for Newcastle. I really do think they need to come out consistent and firing if they are to beat the Warriors here. I think it will be a very tight game, a really, really tight game. Uh, Canberra, as I said, enjoyed 62% of possession throughout the first half. They were so dominant in, uh, for most of that first half. Had 107 runs uh, compared to Newcastle's 68 in that first half. So they were they had a lot more ball in their hands. They had, I think, five sets in a row on the Newcastle Knights line. They had a really good defensive period, obviously, Newcastle. 
Uh, there was a dropout from Callum Ponger, and that's when Trey Mooney scored that try, which was outstanding. Leaped over Dominic Young and then put the ball down, barging over three guys. It was insane. Um, look, I'm really unfortunate uh, and ending to the night for uh, Hoepa Puru. Uh, obviously, the debutant from last week uh, starts at lock again. Uh, obviously, uh, in that game against the Newcastle Knights and uh, failed a HIA in the first four minutes after, you know, just being taken off four minutes and uh, was standing on the sideline being assessed and they just were like, nah, he's not coming back. It was really unfortunate for Peru. And um, yeah, look, I mean, that's an unlucky way to be taken off the field in the first four minutes of a game when he looked like he was raring, ready to go as well. I was really keen to see how he would go in finals. Um, but yeah, look, really, really sad into the year for Peru. Uh, it was the first time these two clubs have met in finals football and the Knights' first finals win since 2013. Big stats for the Knights. It's also their first time they've gone 10 in a row in the club's history. So, big win for the Knights as well in that regard. Uh, Greg Marsu has scored 15 tries in 11 games at McDonald Jones Stadium now. Uh, with a double against the Raiders, Dominic Young took his season tally to 25 tries as well. So, uh, big stats coming out of that game. Big win by the Newcastle Knights. Now let's go through what finals is going to look like going into this weekend. Storm v. the Roosters. Who am I taking in this one? Roosters, a lot of players out. I'm going to go for the Melbourne Storm. As for the Warriors v. the Newcastle Knights, I am going to go for the Newcastle Knights. I think that Newcastle win against the Warriors. Obviously, I need to see team list before I make a really straight-on decision. But uh, when I've done, obviously, the prediction on the ESPN footy tips app, I have picked Melbourne and the Newcastle Knights. Now, Going into the following week, I'll get the ladder predictor up now, literally doing this live. Going into the following week, if the um, if the Storm win and the Knights win, then we have Panthers v. the Melbourne Storm and Broncos v. the Newcastle Knights to get into the grand final. I really do think, I really do think, and it does depend if they have Jackson Hastings back, but I really do think that if the Newcastle Knights beat the Warriors, I think they can most definitely, and it's finals football, anything can happen, beat the Broncos. I really do think they can. I'm not saying they will. I, th- I probably think they don't. I, I really do think they don't. I think the Broncos do win, but I think they are a chance. I think that game's going to be more competitive than people do think. Uh, I will go Broncos, though, and Panthers, and that obviously leaves us with a Brisbane and Penrith grand final. That's my prediction for finals. Uh, but, yeah, there you go. That is the... Finals week one reviewed Kane for some more finals football. Oh, well.